approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, What is going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. I am your host, as always, Coach Steve. We got a full crew with us today, guys, as we talk dynasty buys with the quarterback and running back positions. We'll give some players, whether they're buy lows, buy highs, something right in between there. We'll give you guys our reasons of why some of these players are those buys, and we might give you a few trade scenarios as well to kind of help you guys in your dynasty league. So let's introduce the crew as always. Coach Jibs, what is going on, brother? Hey, man. What's going on? Um, doing pretty well. Uh, you know, um, still reeling it in from a couple of weeks ago. But I'm here to talk some running backs, some dynasty talk, my fellows um, and Dan today. Um, so, like, I'm looking forward to it. Let's get it on, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were too heartbroken to jump on podcasts. Oh, nah, <laughs> dude, I, didn't, I, want, I didn't want to talk football. I didn't want to see ESPN. <laughs> My phone, if it wasn't like work related, like I just like literally turned off notifications for everything. Like I didn't want to see nothing. Chiefs, no Delete. content. Bleachers report done. Deleted off my phone. <laughs> I believe me, I probably would have felt the same way. So, Coach John, brother, what's going on? Happy late birthday, my guy. What's going on? Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, nothing. I'm excited to talk running backs. It's kind of everyone's favorite off season topic. So today should be a great show. Uh, I love it. I'm excited. Love love to hear that. Love to hear Glad to have you back here on the show. And, of course, Dan, my friend, uh, you were on a few weeks ago. We were talking some uh, Senior Bowl stuff. What's going on? Welcome back. Thanks for having me, guys. Always excited to join this crew. Talking up Dynasty season is – it's the thick of it, you know? Mm -hmm. We're doing rookie evaluations. We got to look at our rosters, see who we're buying, see who we're selling. Uh, Got a great topic today. I'm excited to talk some quarterbacks, running backs. So, should be a good show. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before we do get to that, though, we do have a little bit of news to talk about. If I can find where my mouse is here. There it is. Uh, not too much to talk about because we'll eventually mention these when the time comes. But I just want to throw the throw it out there as well. So you guys know if you're living under a rock or don't actively look at your notifications about sorts. So uh, Derek Carr got released, obviously, by the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. They did not want to pay him that signing, that big bonus he was supposed to get on February 15th. Now he's now out there doing what he wants as a free agent. We'll talk more about Derek Carr once he once he eventually signs with a team. Uh, Aaron Jones agrees to a new deal with the Packers to avoid being cut. So that's uh, that's pretty big. Obviously, probably hurts those AJ Dillon owners who are hoping that maybe twenty twenty four would well twenty twenty three would be his year. Uh, Alvin Kamara indicted for at a grand jury uh, for that incident that happened in uh, the Pro Bowl I think last year. Uh, so that's not great. I will again, we'll find out more about that. Seems like he's going to be suspended, which everyone feared about going into this entire season. Uh, so we'll have to wait to see about that. And Isaiah Hodgins resigned with the Giants on that one year deal that they can offer him. But let's get into the nitty gritty of why we're here, guys. We're talking dynasty buys for the quarterback and running back positions. So we will start at the top. Dan, since you're our guest, you get first dibs. And I know you have two because I asked you asked me if. Uh, you know what scoring set also what lineup setting and i said do both why not so uh you have two quarterbacks so i'll let you go first on your quarterbacks yeah so um first super flex uh this guy uh, you wouldn't even buy in one quarterback leagues Uh, it's not worth the 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 bench spot but i don't think enough people are talking about the fact that kyler murray is not going to be ready for week one i don't know why that just gets brushed aside that he will be good to go but i don't see like based on the timeline of his injury players who've had that injury before i don't think he's going to be ready for week one i think it's gonna be closer to the midway point of the season and currently colt mccoy is the backup in arizona i don't know what their plan is for the year with a brand new front office a brand new coaching staff their quarterback that they just extended missing half the year i don't know what the ownership group there even expects out of this roster the only thing we know right now, though, is if we were playing football next week, 
it'd be Colt McCoy under center for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, in one quarterback, that doesn't move the needle for me because quarterbacks are you know cheaper in a one quarterback league. However, in Superflex, if I can get a potential six week starter as my quarterback three for a very cheap price right now, that's a move that should be made because the closer we get to the combine and the draft and into training camp, this story about Kyler missing time and Colt McCoy being the guy is only going to gain more and more traction. Steve, I know you asked us to kind of find some possible trades. Um, I did use the dynasty nerds um, trade browser. It's a, a feature you get as part of the uh, dynasty GM package, which if you guys want 15% off, just use promo code Luna. That'll get you 15% off of a nerd hurts uh, subscription. Uh, Steve doesn't have a code. So don't even, don't even ask. So a quick browse, I found a couple of trades where Cole McCoy was going for a 24 fourth, which yeah. You know, give it, and then even, and then like even God, check check your waivers. He he might even be out there in some of your leagues. So (laughs) I think for either a free pickup or for that cost, you it's a move you should go out and make. Just to you know, as we see when we get into the season in super flex leagues, quarterbacks go so fast. Uh, This year, we actually set a record for the number of quarterbacks who started games during an NFL season. And I expect that just to continue with the way the 18 game schedule works and, and all that stuff. No, I like, I like that, uh, that call there, honestly, because I think, I mean, I found him on waivers in a couple of my leagues and I'm like, I mean, he's the only guy under contract. Murray's not going to start the season. So like he's, <laughs> he's got to play. The only thing that does can not concern me at all, but the potential of like, you know, a guy like the Eagles defensive coordinator uh, got tired there, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe a guy like maybe Gardner Menchu goes there for the year, knowing that maybe he can play a full 16 games or half the season, get more of an opportunity maybe. That's the only thing I can think of. But if not, I mean, I mean, why really bring in anyone else? You have a franchise quarterback. You're just waiting for him to get healthy. That's why you have Colt McCoy. Let him play the six to eight games that Murray needs to be out for and just let it go from there. So just rebuild your defense. So I do like that one. And then you have one for one quarterback league. Is that right? Yeah. So um, for one quarterback leagues, my buy this offseason is Trevor Lawrence. Um, this is definitely a buy high situation, but I was actually thinking about it on my ride back from work today. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, those three names. Think real fast. What would it take for you to trade those players away if you have them on your roster? Probably a lot, a lot, or even the just untradeable, you mm-hmm. know, like if I have a Josh Allen, which I do on a couple of dynasty leagues, I don't care what you're offering me. I don't want to go back to looking for that next Josh Allen when I can ride that guy for the next 10 plus seasons. You know, it's going to be hard to find an owner who's going to move off of one of those three quarterbacks. I believe Trevor Lawrence is going to enter that tier this time next year. I think he is set up for his third season to be honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he would finish as a top five quarterback next year. They have Calvin Ridley will be added to the roster. Uh, They have a competent coaching staff, obviously with Doug Peterson and his crew. And it's, they're just ready to, to, to take off. You know, they made the playoffs this year. They beat the chargers. If you look at Trevor Lawrence after his bye week last year, that was week 11. His finishes are quarterback five quarterback, 16, quarterback one quarterback five quarterback 10 and then the last two games were like quarterback 32 and 21 he he missed some of some of those games but i think we could be sitting here a year from now and talking about trevor lawrence in that tier of players and i i have a strong suspicion that he will finish as a top three fantasy quarterback in the 2023 season so this could be your last chance to go out and get him Uh, i did you know, look real fast for some Trevor Lawrence type trades. It was hard to find anything with him just being the only asset you're acquiring. It was a lot of package deals. Um, One deal, for example, I found was Trevor Lawrence for the package of Daniel Jones, 24 first, 24 second, 23 second. If that's something I can do to upgrade from a Daniel Jones to Trevor Lawrence, I am, I'm going to be doing that. 
um, in a heartbeat. So I think now is the last chance to go get Trevor Lawrence. And if you have any interest, you should start talking about trades as soon as possible in the league. No, I love I love that one there a lot. I mean, in general, even in Superflex, I'd love to have Trevor Lawrence if I can right now. I feel like he's rising up. Calvin Ridley joining on board, then probably adding some kind of other weapon potentially to the team. Uh, it's definitely going to be good good seasons ahead for a guy like Trevor Lawrence. You know, he's obviously progressed a lot over his two seasons in the league, and obviously he showed a, a big jump late into the season in twenty two. So, uh, love both those picks there, Dan. So, all right. Who's on the board next? Who wants to go next? John, you look ready to go, my friend. Yeah. Give us your quarterback buy. Um, so my quarterback buy, I'm going to go um, – I, I always try and think of like super flex when I'm buying quarterbacks. Like single quarterback, not – it would have to be like a top five guy, you know, like a Trevor Lawrence, like a big name like that. So this angle was a little bit more of like super flex – who's someone I can go out and get on the cheap, but use. And, and I know I'm going to have a valuable player going into next season. And that player to me is Daniel Jones. You know, I think you can buy Daniel Jones pretty cheap right now. Um, I don't think anyone is in the dynasty community in long-term outlook is high on Daniel Jones. I don't think any of that, but I think he did enough to prove to Dayball and enough to the giants that like, we got to give him another shot. Like we got to surround him with some talent. We got to fix this roster a little and see what we got because he played well enough. Um, I, you know, he's not lighting the world on fire, but they have enough issues other where in other places that I think they're not going to address the quarterback position this year. So, you know, you can go out, get Daniel Jones as your quarterback too, for relatively inexpensive, um, you know, trade away some second round picks and, you know, add some depth. You know, maybe you, you know, maybe you can convince someone that a Mac Jones is better than Daniel Jones and, you know, try and flip kind of pieces like that, you know, whatever, like you can kind of work your way around, but I'm just, I think that there is a world where Daniel Jones is very usable next year and no one really wants him. No one, because he does in my, in the same breath, I don't think he has like long-term value. He's not Trevor Lawrence that you're going to plug and play for the next 10 years, but I think in a one season vacuum, you know, you're trying to just get a guy this off season. You're struggling that quarterback. You need someone to help kind of bridge you. I think Daniel Jones will be a great bridge for next season. Well, I had him as a nice sell on last week's show. <laughs> um, so he could go, you could go either way with Daniel Jones. Like, let's I disagree with you on everything. Uh, but in, you know, in terms of like the trades, you know, I, I was looking at the trades here. And again, a lot of these trades favor someone really wanting to buy into Daniel Jones. And I feel like you're kind of, you can buy them if you can get them for cheap, but don't overspend. So what would you give up? Would you give up a 2023 second round pick and Brock Purdy to get Daniel Jones on your team as your QB two? Probably not. And Brock Purdy. Um, but I would definitely give up. And Superflex. In Superflex? Yeah. Yeah, I probably would actually. Yeah. Cause Brock Purdy, I mean, there's rumors that he's getting Tommy John surgery, which is, I mean, no your quarterback could be, you know, your career could be struggling if you have Tommy John surgery. That'll be uh, 18 months recovery. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, yeah, I guess I probably would do it. 2025. <laughs> yeah, I would do it then. Okay, okay. Let me see if I can find one more. Um, would you, let's say, say you had a, and I got a, the 1-5. Say someone hmm. had, say you had the 1-5, and you could guess, give up the 1-5 in the 2024 second for the one nine and Daniel Jones, would you do it? Would you drop down four spots from the one five and give a 2020 sec- what 2024 second and pick up Daniel Jones in the process? Um, <clears throat> no, only because I think you could get someone a little bit better than Daniel Jones. I think if I'm going to do that, I probably would target like a Russ Wilson. I would target someone who's, you can still buy kind of low on, but has a little bit more ceiling, a little bit more potential. I, I, that's just kind of how I would, I just don't know moving back and giving up a second for Daniel Jones is a little, it's close, a little pricey. I just think you can get more for that. Okay. 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 I don't like it. I don't like it, but uh, I like yeah. that you like it, John. So <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you. <laughs> of course. Coach Jibs, my friend, give us your quarterback buy that you want right now. Mine is also um, Trevor Lawrence, so I'll give, like, an alternative. Um, I believe, like, if you could go for a quarterback, like, with, like, some kind of dark cloud under him, 
like Tua, like the buy opportunity for Tua could be right now. Like he's still going to come back. We're expecting him to come back, but obviously you don't want to have the injury history. But a sneaky player I want to get would be Russell Wilson. Like Sean Payton has been dedicated to offense, and I believe he could get him back on track with Jerry Judy, with Cortland Sutton, Javante Williams be coming back next year. So I think like he could be obtained. Like I, I don't have a dynasty nerd description. I might have to use that 15% promo, but I looked at fantasy <laughs> pros trade chart and like, he's going for like a, a late first round pick in a super flex league, like a, a bottom third top 12 pick. I think I'll kind of like shoot the bullet on that, get Russell Wilson on my team and kind of just hope that he, the, um, Sean Payton could turn it around. So, like, I know, like, it's not, like, the best thing coming off what he had this year, but, like, I wouldn't be opposed to it if I need a decent QB2-3 on my team. Oh, okay. I, I don't hate it at all. Um, all right, I have some trades here because I do have the Dynasty DM. Um, <laughs> uh, would you give up two second-round picks, one in this year's draft and one in next year's draft for Russell Wilson? Yeah. I don't see why not. <laughs> Super flexy. Would you, if you're really in the market for a quarterback and maybe you don't have, maybe you don't have a first round pick to grab one of these guys in this draft, would you give up DJ Moore for Russell Wilson? No. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Someone did that in one of these things here. Um, so would you give up George Pickens right now for Russell Wilson? If I needed that quarterback, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't hate it, honestly. I mean, I like Pickens, but, like, you know, there's obviously a quarterback situation still brewing there in um, Pittsburgh. So, I mean, if you're really desperate for a quarterback, then, yeah, hopefully – we're hoping that all Russell kind of bounces back. That's – as I'm sure everyone here is thinking that we hope that Russell bounces back because there's so many fantasy uh, uh, goodness in Denver if it just – the quarterback situation just gets back on track. So, uh, I don't I don't hate it, so – I don't need it at all. So, all right. Now, let me ask you guys a question real fast because you brought up Daniel Jones a couple of times. I saw a report today that he, his agent is looking for $45 million in that range. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the Giants have Saquon Barkley to decide upon. Do you mm-hmm. guys have any, like, what are your thoughts on how that situation is going to play out with the Giants with both those players potentially hitting free agency this year? Um. So it's funny. I think, the smart move would be to franchise Saquon uh, if he comes and plays on that franchise tag, which, you know, I don't know. That's a good question for Saquon Barkley. And then you figure out the Daniel Jones contract. He's not worth $45 million, like at all. <laughs> you got to Daniel, you got to come down a little bit. You got to come down a little bit for us. Um, but I think that's kind of, you know, if you're going to, I think that's where you're going to be able to, kind of work the market a little bit more i think saquon if you're going to extend him he's going to ask for you know whatever i mean i'm not that he's 16 a year probably yeah he's going to ask for good money for a running back which we've all kind of seen can backfire pretty quickly for a franchise and and all that so if you're being smart you franchise saquon and then you try and figure out maybe a two-year thing with daniel jones and or, or two three years with the last year being a void year and try and figure out something like that. But if he's, if he's coming to the table at $45 million a year, I'd tell Daniel Jones to take a hike. And that's coming from someone who kind of <laughs> likes Daniel Jones. I, I think he's a serviceable quarterback and $45 million a year. I'd like, I'd be, I'd, I'd be laughing at him in the, in the conference room. <laughs> like from what I heard, I just like Barkley wants like 14, 15 giants are willing to give him 12, which is right there. That's the stir right there. And the funny thing, like if Daniel Jones wants $45 million, why does he take the franchise tag? Cause that's pretty much $45 million. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's, that's kind of how I feel on it. I mean, <laughs> if you think of it like this, who's most likely to get, like bum hurt from getting franchise tag Saquon or, or um, Daniel Jones, probably Saquon. Saquon knows that his, this is his next big contract. This is it. Probably it for him. He doesn't want to get franchised. He doesn't want to deal with that situation at all. I feel like you have to tag Daniel Jones and then say, all right, Daniel, we'll work on getting you a contract extension. You're our guy, but we need it. We need more time to figure out how this contract's going to go. You know, you're going to get paid a lot of money this year and we'll figure out how we're going to get you extended moving forward. And then focus on Saquon. I feel like Saquon will give the Giants more time because I think he does want to come back. And if they can make it work, 
he's more willing to sit around. I mean, if someone throws Dan, that gives Daniel Jones, you know, like the $42 million a year, I don't know what team's going to do that right now, but a team might. Yeah. And Daniel Jones, like, if I'm going to get that, I'm just going to go. Like, why not? Why not just go get paid? Do you think the Giants front office wants more time to evaluate him? Probably. I think they need more time. I mean, I think I, I personally think he's going to get tagged. I don't think it's a mon- it's a mon- a, a financial move to tag. I think the move is we don't know if we want to offer you all that money and that long term deal. We need more bigger sample size right. on what you're doing. You know, because he had yeah, he had a great year this year, but you know, Carson Wentz had an MVP season. Look what happened to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a lot of money for no reason. So offseason moves matter. Yeah. Decline that fifty years. And he had yeah, fifteen yeah. touchdowns on the season. That's like come on, like how do you That's feel comfortable league. giving a franchise quarterback that much? Vanilla Vic. oh god all right so uh let me get to my quarterback buy real quick and it's sam howell now everyone in the world will be telling you to sell sam howell now and i get it obviously you know we don't know for sure that he's going to be the starting guy i mean they said it but you don't know what's going to happen this season but i'm a firm believer believer in, in sam howell he was my qb1 in this class he didn't end up going there in terms of where everyone landed, unfortunately. But I like what I saw out of Sam Howell a lot. I think that 2021 season in his, in his college year really made him look bad to a lot of teams and to why he fell. Uh, but you know, I, I gave him excuses that, you know, he lost his, basically his entire offensive core in one year. And then you have a whole sem- like what whole offseason, basically, to get back on track with a whole bunch of new young people who are – 17 or 18 19 years old there has to be more there you have to give this time guy more credit i think that what we saw out of one game 169 yards and a touchdown you know 35 yards rushing he was very mobile he showed he can be mobile you know i'm looking to trade for him now before the price does spike and that's because i'm thinking that he is going to take a step forward it might not be the pat mahomes second year where he just jumps up to being this elite star quarterback but i feel like more of that that two range where if two was healthy, you're getting a really productive season and a bright future for a young quarterback. He has the weapons around him. He's got McLaurin. He's got Curtis. He's got, you know, a Dotson. He's got you know, a good running back core back there. There's no reason why Sam Howell can't succeed there. And you bring in Eric Bellamy, who is a fantastic offensive coordinator who helped Pat Mahomes grow as a quarterback over his time there. I mean, this is the time to buy now on a guy who has major potential. I mean, People say they're selling for a second-round pick. Like, what's the second-round pick going to get you? I mean, is it really going to get you something amazing for giving up Sam Howell? Maybe. Sam Howell could just not ever start, and you get a second-round pick. Great. But on the advice, other side of it, I mean, if you give up just a second-round pick to get a guy who has top-10 potential, if things work out, I'm willing to buy that now. I mean, he's going for the most recent trade. You've given up a 2023 second uh, and then getting back Sam Howell in a 2023 third. I'm definitely doing that. There's ones for just a 2023 third. I'm definitely doing that. I mean, there's just trades out there. I mean, Dave Montgomery, give me Sam Howell right now. I'm okay giving off the Dave Montgomery. 100% right now. If I could find another one, like I would, if I had Brock Purdy and someone believes in Brock Purdy, I'd give up Brock Purdy for Sam Howell right now. I don't know if I'd do a 2023 first. That might be pushing it for me. Obviously, I, I don't know if I can pull a trigger on that yet, but anywhere in the second round, almost, besides maybe the first and second pick, I'm willing to give up to get Sam Howell right now because I think there's a lot of talent there to believe in. <laughs> My rant's over now, guys. Thanks. <laughs> I'm mad at you. Gotta find those uh, those gems before they uh, appear. Yeah, no, I I agree. That's that's a it's a good buy because I don't think Washington is in a position to upgrade at the quarterback position. Um, whether it's I mean it's such a weird off season because there are so many mid tier lower tier names available you know like even guys that we haven't even seen this year like you know Gardner Minshew can be out there Jimmy Garoppolo obviously when he comes back and it's just it's uh and then Jameis Winton Jameis Winston Andy Dalton nobody's talking about those guys and they're going to wind up on a roster somewhere um but I, I think Sam Howell and then everything you see coming out of the front office and the coaching staff is like, we're looking forward to rolling with Sam next year, yada, yada, yada. So the other thing to think about is does Ron Rivera make it past next season in Washington if they don't have a successful year? No. And 
Do you know who will be the head coach of the Washington Commanders in 2024 if that happens? Good old Eric. Eric Bieniemy. A lot of people are saying we were talking about that. Yeah, a lot of people are saying, like, why is he going from offensive coordinator on the Chiefs to offensive coordinator on the Commanders? That's a lateral move, or if anything, it's a slight downgrade. I'm like, because the man sees the writing on the wall that this is, you know, I take this year as an offensive coordinator. I am in as the guy for the head coaching spot, you know, unless Brian, unless Brian Flores winds up there in 2024. I mean, imagine, I mean, if if he can get the offense going, but the defense struggles, that's Ron Rivera right there. Ron Rivera's out then. Bring in Eric. He made this offense look good. Just need to find someone to handle the defensive coordinator position. And there's, there's, there's also plenty of talent around him, you know? Exactly. John Dotson, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson, however you feel about him. Right. Definitely. 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 We'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I'm, I'm buying. I'm trying to buy him, but people aren't giving me what I want for him. But it's what it is. So, all right. Let's get over to the running backs now. Let's get this thing going. Uh, Dan, we'll set you start with the first running back. Who you got? All right. So we opened the show talking about the New Orleans Saints and their salary cap situation. So I'm going to give a quiz for the room. <laughs> if Alvin Kamara is somehow cut, released, or traded. Who here knows who the starting running back on the roster for the Saints is right now? Hopefully not Mark Ingram, but Tony Jones? No, he doesn't play for him. No, Dwayne Washington? Eno Benjamin. No. Yes, yes. What a steal. If something happens to Kamara, Eno Benjamin will will be the star of the show, whatever show it is that we're talking about. And now, as luck would have it, I mean, I there's a theme with my buys. These guys are all bottom of the barrel, dirt cheap, Colt McCoy, Eno Benjamin. Um, I got another one that's a little bit more expensive after this. But um, Eno Benjamin is the type of player where, one, you're going to check first to see if he's on waivers. Two, you have to figure out what owner has him. That guy might not even remember that he has Eno Benjamin on his roster. As we discussed, the Saints are facing salary cap hell. Um, and then, so this is something I should mention before we talk about the running back buys overall. The running back market in this offseason is going to be so interesting to keep track of because you have the perfect storm combination of it's a very loaded free agent running back class with the likes of Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, potentially Saquon Barkley, just to name the big guys combined with a very deep running back draft class there. I mean, I've been watching film and doing studies and there are at least 10 running backs that I would draft in 2023 as a franchise to have as my starting running back on my NFL roster. Hmm. So it'd be very interesting to see like do front offices and GM see that and fade the veteran free agents in a money saving move it's it's going to be very interesting to see when players sign, how much they sign, and where they sign for. But all we know right now is who's being a free agent and who is going to be locked onto a roster. And for now, Eno Benjamin is locked onto that Saints roster. We talked about their $46 million over the cap. They hope to sign Derek Carr with some magical monopoly money. <laughs> and on top of that, they have how many? One, two, three four, five, six defensive starters hitting free agency this year. So <laughs> signing Derek Carr, signing six defensive starters, where is there any money for a new running back? None. Hmm. And now the only thing that's going to just derail this train is when they draft the Alvin Kamara 2.0 clone, that is Jameer Gibbs. So my recommendation. And imagine. Buy Eno Benjamin now for dirt cheap. Kamara gets cut. They signed Eric Carr. They restructure a bunch of things. They have no money. The week before the draft, you flip Eno Benjamin for a second. Done. I'm not, this is not a move that I'm riding into the season. This is just to acquire better draft capital going into my rookie draft because I'm very confident that the Saints will draft someone in the third or fourth round that will come in to compete with Eno Benjamin for touches. This is something that people don't really talk about a lot with Dynasty. A lot of buys are like, I need this guy to fill out my RB2 spot on my roster in September. What people should really be taking advantage is I should be buying this guy that is practically free 
and then flipping him a month later for a draft capital pick that I can use to acquire some depth, you know, or Mm -hmm. a wide receiver three for my roster at some point. So it's little moves like that. That's going to take your dynasty team from mid tier to top of the pack in your league. That is very true. And and I think it's a good time. It is a good time because he's going to be dirt cheap. I mean, I've seen some interesting ones. There's a lot of, Ito Benjamin and Zeke Elliott trades. Okay, table. yeah. What what was up with that? I saw that like three times. And like, is there? I think is, it might have been like a trade. Swapped <laughs> it back, maybe. I don't know. That's that's. It's probably because the probably because the, like, the commissioner came in was like, I need to reverse this. We can't. This. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, this is crazy. But I mean, Ito Benjamin. Listen, I know, I know Zeke's old, buddy. That's he's not that old. <laughs> twenty twenty. Would you do a twenty twenty three third, twenty twenty four third for Ito Benjamin right now? Or does yeah. it have to be a fourth for you? I would do a twenty four third for Ito Benjamin. Okay. Especially because that pick is so far out. I can I can reacquire a twenty four third. Cool. Then at any point, the best way to think about you. He also might be just on your waiver. So yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that. So. Free free ninety nine. Right. We love that. Yeah, <laughs> love that. All right, uh, Jibs. I'm gonna let you go first this time, and then John goes last. So what you got for us, Jibs? Um, I'll stick with the Jaguars theme. I definitely want to pay high for Travis Etienne. Um, I'm just like ecstatic with this prospects of having the starting gig for the whole season. First and foremost, like um, everyone mentioned before, like he's going to get, he's going to be another year with like what he had right now with Kirk, um, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. They're going to throw Callan Riven really in the mix. Hopefully they can retain Evan Ingram, but I think they probably could get another tight end and kind of do work there so I think like given that he finished QB8 last year like that was a stellar season for him but I think the ceiling's untapped so I think given like their offensive potential Travis Etienne could be a guy who could be I know I think he finished like RB15 or so but I think he could be within that top 12 and in Dynasty like he's a young guy we're starting to see some of like our old faithful heroes like the Ecklers, the Cooks, the Henrys of the world, they're starting to be Zeke, for instance, they're about to be like phased out. So like you kinda wanna get these young studs and I think like he's worth every dollar and I'll pay a pretty penny for him. Yeah, no, I, I don't hate that one. I mean I think he had I mean it was his rookie year. Let's let's not forget that. I mean there's potential for him to he flashed a good amount. I wanted to see a little bit more, but he did flash enough. I think that he's worth probably going to be the starter obviously next year, no doubt. Um, they could bring to bring somebody else in maybe in like a rookie or something like that, but, uh, he should see the starting job. Now, let me see if what I have on the trades here, would you give up, let's say a late first round pick and Khalil Herbert for Travis Etienne? <laughs> Peace. Yep. You would. Uh, what about if it was like the one five and Khalil Herbert for Travis Etienne? Mm, You're looking probably at quarterbacks. Not. Top two RBs in that range. No, 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 sir. Okay. Like I'm like willing to like give up. Uh, I'll say like a pick like seven, eight, like okay. the highest. But like I'm not gonna be dabbling in like a top five pick, super flex, or like losing the top two running backs. I know the wide receivers are kind of booty cheeks. You don't want to get into none of them. I like it. Okay. Okay. That early, at least. No, I respect it. Um, there's, good. there's not a lot of too many trades here. I mean that I see that are, like, fair, honestly. I mean, would you give up uh, a second-round pick and Jerry Judy for Travis Etienne? That might be pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah there's not a lot of good ones for Travis Etienne right now. So, But, uh, no, I mean, it's a good pick for sure. I mean, it's, it's definitely a good time to buy because, you know, the second season for running backs, it's still there to be a top-10 potential for him. So, And you'll have the starting job for the whole year. That's what we're hoping for, as long as he doesn't obviously get hurt. So. I like it. I won't say any more about injuries. I apologize. (laughs) All right, John, you're up, my friend. Give us your first RB. All right. The first RB is we got to play a little kind of math game here. So my first RB is Brian Brian Robinson. Uh, I think you can buy in on Brian Robinson right now. And the major reason isn't because I love Brian Robinson. I think he's a solid running back. I think he's good on a mediocre offense. It's fine. You get Eric Bieniemy. That always helps. You know, that's a big one. But also Antonio Gibson, I think, is a very strong cut candidate. He's owed $3 million this year. If they cut him, it's $2.7 million that they save. So he is almost a free cut. 
Uh, you know, if they keep them around, great. The only thing is they're not like the Saints where they're up against the cap. They got plenty of space. So maybe they do keep them. I mean, three million bucks is pretty cheap for Antonio Gibson. But there's a world where maybe they move on and they cut them and, and something like that happens. And, and Brian Robinson has the job to himself. They were force feeding the ball to Brian Robinson even when, you know, you had um, Antonio Gibson in the mix. So if there's, you know, worst case scenario, Antonio Gibson's back, you paid for Brian Robinson and you get a RB, low end RB2, you know, whatever. There is the chance Antonio Gibson's gone and you have yourself a very volume, solid, week in, week out starter who's going to have the job from something you know, James Robinson a couple of years ago when he was on the Jags, you know, that kind of, I don't know if he'll be that efficient or that, you know, finish in the top five, but he'll have plenty of work. He'll have 300 touches. And so in, in sometimes in these dynasty situations, you want to look at those guys that all it takes is one cut or one move and they're vaulted, right. You know, like the, Eno Benjamin vaulted right into the starter, you know, Brian Robinson has a little bit more of a name to him. So you're going to pay more, but I still think it's worth taking that risk. I, I, I'm buying in. Um, I'm buying in this offseason to Brian Robinson. Yeah, I know I bought in very heavily on Brian Robinson, literally or all up until before the season started. Obviously, slightly disappointing on how his season went, but I want to obviously give him a pass. Uh, the man went through a lot this year, so I'm hoping with a nice shot. far season. You were shocked. I, I don't want to bring it up and talk about it. I feel bad. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was shot. Know. Yes, that's that's yeah. the key. I don't, I don't want to talk about his personal life like that too much, but right. I'm hoping with a, obviously a full healthy offseason that he yeah. will take another step in it because I did like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I think Antonio, unfortunately, Terrence Gibson will be there because he is a rookie still and on that rookie contract. I don't know if they'll just kind of cut him or unless it's less it's a lot of money that's coming off. Um, I yeah, it's not a lot, it's there. not a lot, but they it, it could happen. There's potential, it could right. happen. So let me ask you some questions here. All right. Would you trade away Hollywood Brown for Brian Robinson? Um, yeah, I probably would. Yeah. Which is crazy to say, because we don't, again, we don't know what the status of Kyler to start. Um, who knows what that team looks like in two years? Like, yeah, I would, I'm okay with that. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Someone traded a 2024 for fourth. Oh, yeah, I would, I, I would hand deliver. I would hand deliver that pick to whoever wanted it. What about a 2024 first for Brian Robinson? That's a bit of a stretch. Uh, I'm well, 2024. No, I guess a 24. I probably would, because you don't know where your pick is if it's beginning and like it's just kind of a little ambiguous. You know, when you're two years out. A first-round pick is just kind of, in my opinion, not that it's invaluable, but it's not as valuable as, like, when I know I'm going to be the 104, I know I'm going to be the – when you don't know, there's a little more ambiguity. Yeah, I guess I'd probably do, I'd probably do it. All right, okay, okay. Um, I feel like you're a little bit hesitant on it, but what about a 2025 first? Yeah, 2025 first. I'm, I'm sure I'll send that. I'm, I might not even be alive, so I'll send, oh, so. I'll send, send that. Yeah. I'll send that you sound, you sound like so. uh, you sound like Kyle Shanahan you know, saying that. Yeah. Oh god, we're getting real dark on this episode tonight, guys. Oh god. Yeah. I uh, okay. I guess your birthday must have really put your life in perspective. Yeah, I had my midlife crisis already on my birthday, and I'm like, I'm on the back nine now. Oh, we don't, we don't want to be there just yet. All right. Uh, so uh, that one. Oh, it's my turn, right? I kind of forgot. Uh, sometimes hosting, I'm like kind of forget. Like, oh yeah, you have to make your players too. <laughs> uh, so let me uh, let me just pull my thing in here, and it's um, it's Chuba Hubbard. Mm. That's gonna be my guy here. Um, Chuba Hubbard, obviously, bat- a really dis- inefficient rookie year, but uh, this season, obviously, the first half wasn't so so. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey was there, and then in the second half, obviously, we all loved Deontay Foreman because he was just eating things up, but. You know, Chuba, you know, he looked better in the second half of the season. Obviously, he ran better um, than Deontay Foreman did and obviously ran much better than his rookie season here. And he obviously was seemed like they were pass catching back at times this past season here, especially, all again, all in the second half of the season here. And he played actually some fantasy-worthy games in that in that back eight games. And looking at this offseason here, this team is, is going through a whole new change. Again, Frank Wright's there now. I don't think I don't know if they bring back the Ante Foreman because he was on a one-year contract. They could. I, I don't know if they do though. 
it will be if they do they'd have to do it early if they don't i don't think they're going to go that direction i would assume that frank wright wants to get young at that position get someone young in there i don't think they're going to spend a lot of money at the rb position because there's other positions in this team that needs to be filled aka obviously the quarterback position here so i think Chu hubbard has a chance to be the starting guy this coming season pretty early and I don't think it's going to cost you much to get him because I don't think anyone's like, oh, Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, like I got to have a guy like Chuba Hubbard on my team right now. And I don't think you're going to have to give up the, the farm to get a running back that has starting caliber, you know, high end, uh, low end RB2 value right now. I mean, that's, you know, 2025 second round pick for Chuba Hubbard is like nothing. Uh, if we're going to get more technical here, um, if you give up Evan Ingram for Chuba Hubbard, and as long as you have another tight end, I, I would consider doing that. I mean, I don't see why I wouldn't. I think he has value there. Um, trying to find out the trades that actually makes sense. Darnell Mooney for Chuba Hubbard. That may be pushing it a little bit still. I still like Darnell Mooney a lot. But if like a guy like Elijah Mitchell and uh, for Chuba Hubbard, I would consider doing that to some extent because I don't – I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be good and healthy to play. I don't think Elijah Mitchell is a running back that's going to be able to play 16 games ever again just gets hurt too much in my opinion but i think chuba hubbard has a chance here still again there's not a lot of great trades on here unfortunately for hubbard there's some really bad ones but um you know like devin singletary i don't think devin Singletary goes back to buffalo i think Chuba hubbard for devin singletary maybe plus gets you something and i think no one's worrying about Chuba hubbard right now and i think he has a good shot for the starting job for a team that i don't think will invest at least this offseason in the running back position here because he's under contract for another two years he's going to his third year and I like was I like what I was able to see enough out of him to keep him in my on my team. So uh, he is someone I'm looking to buy low on right now in, in fantasy. I don't know how you guys feel about Chuba Hubbard, but <laughs> I do. I liked it. I loved him as a prospect. Super electric, you know, when he was in college. So you always kind of like those kind of guys that can break a big play every once in a while. Um, and I don't think they bring back. I don't think they bring back Deonta Foreman. He doesn't bring anything to special teams. He doesn't bring anything really other than carrying the ball. So you can you can replace that pretty easily. We just talked about how how many free agents there's going to be, even rookies, even rookie. Yeah, I mean Deontay Foreman is such a such a no like don't even think about it piece. <laughs> it's like I, I can't imagine them, you know, sitting around the table banging their fist, being like, "We got to sign him." It's yeah, plus I, the whole I, new regime. They're not tied to yeah. him at all. I mean, they're not tied to Hubbard either, but I just don't see them. Their first impactfulness is like, got to get that RB on the team. It's got to get a quarterback, got to get some other wide receivers, got to rebuild mm-hmm. that some of that defense that needs to get rebuilt. So mm-hmm. that's how I see it. So, all right, we're back at the top now, guys. Dan, you're back up, my friend. What do you got for us? All right. My uh, second running back buy is going to be uh, Kenneth Gainwell, actually, running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. He so we talked previously uh, about the potential free agents this year, and Miles Sanders is one of them. He'll be hitting free agency. We talked about the New Orleans Saints and how many players on the defensive side of the ball they have to resign. The Philadelphia Eagles, a lot of people are saying how they are such a loaded roster. They're so well rounded. That's why a lot of people are draft uh, mocking Bijan Robinson there in the first round. At either they have the 10th pick and they have the 31st, 30th pick, depending on which mock draft site is handling the Miami Dolphins situation. They need to backfill the defense. They have a lot of players hitting for agency on the defense. They got, you know, Fletcher Cox, Robert Quinn, Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave. That's that's their entire defensive line hitting for agency. So just like I mentioned with the Saints not having the money to use on bringing in a veteran running back, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are in a very similar situation. I think the difference between my Eno Benjamin buy and my Kenneth Gainwell buy is Kenneth Gainwell is good at football. I he, he's he's a good football player. You know, you you watch him out there with the ball and, and he looks great and you're like, why isn't he getting more touches, you know, versus versus Miles Sanders? And the team the team loved him. Um there was uh who was a Sirianni had like the, the Kenny Gainwell shirt. Did you guys see that? Yeah. No. Last offseason that that started the hype train in August for for all of us. Um but I just think that Philadelphia is going to look at that running back room 
they're going to probably invest a day three pick, bring somebody in. Um, if I had to guess, they would probably be bringing in someone like, I don't know, uh, Cameron Peoples or like an Eric Gray, kind of like a, a bruiser type running back that's going to, you know, get in there in, uh, like inside zone type stuff. And then Kenneth Gainwell is going to be your pass catching option. And as we all know from fantasy football, the pass catching running back is the running back we um, we want on our team. Um, and then just to further bring up uh, the money situation, uh, Jalen Hurts is going to receive a new contract this year. Uh, he is going to receive over $50 million a year. That money won't hit until 2024. However, they have to start accounting for that cap hit when it comes. So just another point that signing a veteran running back is not going to be a move for the Philadelphia Eagles this year. Um, I looked real quick to see if there was any like reasonable Kenneth Gainwell offers uh, on the trade browser. Um, most recent one was Kenneth Gainwell for a 23 second, uh, which mm-hmm. I would say is probably about fair market value for him right now. 2023 20, second in a super flex league is about where I would peg Kenneth Gainwell's value. Uh, there's another trade offer for two thirds, which depending on where the seconds and thirds fall, they could be almost um, equivalent. Besides that, he was just uh, a throw in piece on a lot of larger deals. And mm-hmm. that's something that dynasty managers should take advantage of is if you are talking with another owner about a trade, you know, a player like, an, you know, Benjamin, like a Kenneth Gainwell, they could be like that last throwing piece like you know mm-hmm. you guys are so close to being even on like trading quarterbacks or tight ends or wide receivers you just be like hey can you just throw in kenneth gainwell just to make it a little bit more even and if they're that close to completing a trade they might just do it without even giving it a second thought so mm-hmm. uh i know i mentioned before you know benjamin was a player that i would like buy now and sell in a month to try to increase my draft capital for this year's rookie draft Gainwell is the type of player that I am buying now and looking forward to putting him into my RB2 slot week one of the 2023 NFL season. I know Jibs is hyped for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's listening uh, and the whole thing. <laughs> nah, I was like, contemplating like on our car ride this morning. I was thinking about him. He was just, especially with Sanders probably wanting big money. Eagles definitely are not going to pay him that. Like I don't even expect him. So like Gainwell is in the front seat. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I can see Gainwell make this sort of ascension kind of like Tony Pollard did this season Mm -hmm. where you're like, it's the same sort of song and dance where you're like, Oh, it's super electric pass catcher. Like where the hell it's like, yeah, anyone who's been watching the game knows he's been this guy. It's just not getting the opportunity. And then Pollard all of a sudden gets the opportunity. He's a top 10 back. It reminds me a lot of um, Austin Eckler, like three or four Mm -hmm. years ago. You know, he was mm-hmm. always playing behind Melvin Gordon. Everybody watching the game is like, this kid's electric. Why isn't he getting the ball more? Why isn't he getting the ball more? And then we saw once Gordon was gone, Eckler was the main guy. You have, you know, top yeah. three overall running back in fantasy football. Brian yeah. Westbrook. Yeah. <laughs> Brian. Love that. Throwback. All right, uh, John, over to you, my friend. What do you got for us for your RB2? So... I have a feeling people are going to get sick of me this offseason bringing this name up, but I don't care. It's James Cook. I think James Cook is um, a really good buy right now. You're going to have to pay a little more than some of these other, you know, the Eno Benjamins and Kenneth Gamewells. But I really do love loved James Cook, the prospect, and my philosophy always is look for good running backs on good offenses and points tend to follow. Like that's just kind of how it goes. And so, you know, Austin Eckler a few years ago and and stuff like that. And so I think James Cook, I don't think Devin Singletary is going to be a priority to sign. You know, if he does sign, it's going to be a team friendly deal. Just get him on the roster and stuff like that. And it's going to be, we saw the, after the buy, the transition kind of was closer to 50, 50, um, James Cook, Devin Singletary, and I think that trend is just going to continue more next season. It, it, and that's if Devin Singletary is there. If Devin Singletary is not there, it's James Cook plus you know what I, I don't whatever else. The only fear is they were very in on Christian McCaffrey. They were very in on some of these big name running backs. So my only fear is you know maybe they sign a Josh Jacobs. You know maybe they sign someone this off season, and, and then you're probably back in that like 
you know, I don't know when to start James Cook. He could have a big game. All that stuff can happen. I'm willing to take that risk because I think James Cook is a, is good enough of a player that uh, if they don't sign anyone, hallelujah, you're you're praising God. And if they do sign someone, you'll still have you know maybe a usable piece. And if there's an injury, you'll have um, you know great value. So I think that you can still get James Cook for you know not top dollar. Um, and by week five next season, you know, it could be like, oh, what, again, what were we all thinking? Like, we, we should have read the writing on the wall that James Cook being on the Buffalo Bills was going to be, you know, a touchdown machine or, you know, have plenty of fantasy relevance. That is very true. Yes, I've been trying to buy him where I can for the right price, but no luck so far. But uh, let me give you some trades here. Would you trade Rashard Bateman for James Cook? I would. Yes. Okay. Would you trade your 2023 second round pick for James Cook? Probably. Yeah. Unless it's like a, yeah, I probably would. Yep. Would you straight up trade away Alvin Kamara for James Cook? That's super <laughs> close. That is a super close. That is like a dynasty check your nuts type of decision. Like, do you, what do you do here? And I, I probably would do it just because again i don't know what the saints look like in a year i don't know what's going to happen with you know a lot of things going on there we don't know about the you know legal situation so i think a lot of there's a lot of variables with alvin Kamara that you're taking on uh so i would probably make that trade you could get you could get james cook plus i bet which is um potentially I James had a hard Cook. time this all, this season trading away Alvin Kamara. Nobody wanted Alvin Kamara. <laughs> I don't think anyone still does want Alvin Kamara right now yeah. because of the situation, because of the way that he looked in that offense last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs Sean Payton really bad. <laughs> <laughs> he so badly needs Sean Payton. If he get if it were to get cut, like Dan was mentioned before, and he ends up in Denver. He would probably be screaming to get over there if he could. So, rip Javante. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, it depends on how Javante's injury comes too. That, that's going to be interesting to see. So, all uh, right, Jibs, your last one of the night, my friend. I guess. Um, I'll take like I don't know what I'll trade end up trading for him, but like the prospects of the Arizona Cardinals, like James Conner is like in a situation by himself. Like if you want to go with like the lower hanging fruit, like you could probably dabble on like Keontae Ingram. But um I- I'm interested in James Conner. Like there's definitely gonna be Colt McCoy just there and they're gonna have to kind of lean on him in the first I wouldn't even say six games. Probably it would be even like the first half of the year. Um he was wasn't that bad last year the wheels haven't fallen off the the wagon yet so like i i don't think he's priced as like he finished in fantasy last year and if you could get him on your team as like a reliable bench or a flex every week i think it's a good uh move for your dynasty team for a short term not long term of course yeah yeah i mean he's i think it would be his last year in arizona i think he signed what a two or three year contract with them anyway yeah i'm sure the third year is probably voidable more than likely um I thought, I'm, just gonna look that up. I'll, I'm just gonna look it up right now for you. 2025 all right so i mean there's yeah there's potential there i mean <laughs> i respect to kind of dump the ball off a little bit more than not and that will definitely help james connor in that sense there obviously to get more get passes and Unless they bring another running back in, I can't see them doing that. I, I would assume that they're going to stick with James Conner and, and Ingram more than likely. We'll see. Um, but let's see. Is there any trades that I found out there? Would you trade your 2023 second for James Conner? Is that too much? I, I can't even tell you who's in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Dan is very in-depth knowledge on his rookies. For it. Would you trade your... <laughs> 2023 second for James. I, I, I could, I could go seven there. rounds deep on this rookie class if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get in that. Don't worry. We'll, that, that will be March for us. That's now. later on. That's next. That's <laughs> next month content. Don't don't spoil it. <laughs> um. Well, I guess I'll be the fool in the room. Yeah. I guess not an early one though. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I mean, maybe a late second round pick. I mean, there are a lot of good running backs. I probably would. It'd be like more for me. It'd be like in May. If I was going to do it, I would want to wait until mm-hmm. May. 
wouldn't want to do that trade now because just because we don't know where these RBs are going to land, and there could be a lot of good RBs that you would want at that time frame. So. Now, let me ask you a question with Connor. Um, does it worry you that a lot of his production was touchdown dependent and then this offense without Kyler Murray, potentially the first half of the year, um, him not being able to, I guess, return on that value? Oh yeah, I definitely thought <laughs> that was the first play. Okay, okay. Like, I, I'm not expecting him to be like 15 touchdowns or double digits, but I just think like, like I'm saying, like I don't think he's gonna be like my RB two on the team. Like I think like I could pick him out of like the flex or whatever on a given week, or if something happens, God forbid, to your like your top two running backs or something, you have to put him in. I'm not gonna be worried. Like I'm starting like your rookie pick from like this year. Yeah. Instead of mm-hmm. like that option. More like of a cover your ass for a contender, not like no um, rebuilder by all means. I think his value, if, if it does come next year, it's going to be in the passing game. I don't, I don't see Colt McCoy, you know, going deep with the ball. He's like 38 years old. He's not a young sprout anymore. I mean, he's like 36, um, but he's going to probably dump it off a lot. And we saw when James Conner got a lot of dump off passes, he did provide some fantasy value on a week-to-week basis. The touchdowns obviously helped, but, I mean, it could be that kind of PPR thing that kind of keeps him alive in fantasy. So, Connor Moore, 2023. That's going to be the slogan for the Cardinals. Cop is going to be out that building ASAP. Oh, Can't wait for that. All right, so finally, let's finish this up with mine. It's Kenneth Walker. I'm mm-hmm. buying high on Kenneth Walker right now if I can. Uh, I didn't pull that up beforehand, but the way I see about Kenneth Walker is I, I think he has a chance to be the RB1 after the next season. Um, he finished RB6 when Penny went down. He had six games over 85 yards. He finished the season with three straight 100-yard games. Um, the only thing I didn't like is that you know he dealt with some injuries in the middle of the season that kind of slowed his production at times, and seeing only like two touchdowns over the final like eight games, definitely don't love to see that, obviously, but he did go through a stretch where he had a touchdown in six straight games. So you know that potential's there. We know that Pete Carroll loves to run the ball, run, 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 Pete. And this offense isn't going to change. It's, it's going to be basically the same offense here still. Um, they might bring another running back in potentially here, but they're probably going to help continue to build this offensive line. Geno Smith's going to be there. The only thing is the passing volume does scare me slightly, so being the RB1 might be a little far-fetched, but him still being a top-10 RB, and... Uh, I would trade my late first round pick for him like, immediately right now and whatever else I need to do. I mean, I'll see if I can pull that up real quick. I should have had it up beforehand, but I am behind here. Like there is one trade for 2023 first for Kenneth Walker after one, four, one, five, I probably would make that trade. So one, six back, anything after that, I would still make that. If someone wanted to give me if someone wanted to take Javante Williams off my hands. Absolutely. Love mm-hmm. to see that. Um, trying to see like a more like realistic buy high trade is DK Metcalf in the 2024 first. I could see myself doing that if I really needed an RB and I don't have a first round pick or I don't have the RB prospects that I could trade for. That's buying high and expecting high return back on Kenneth Walker. I think there's potential there for that because he has potential to handle the ball 300 times over the next three seasons, probably. And that's kind of why I like him there. I think Seattle is going to continue to be pretty good offense overall, even with, you know, Geno Smith. I think Geno Smith is going to surprise a lot of people still, even after surprising them this year. So I like Kenneth Walker. I think he's a good buy high guy to go grip right now before I think his value could skyrocket even more. Yeah, he he's, I mean, he's going to be a big one this off season. I think a lot of people are, you know, like you said, if you can buy into him now, as it gets closer to the season, Seattle doesn't draft a guy. They don't sign a free agent. Like he could be, he could be a rocket ship come, you know, August, September, when it's like, holy smokes. It's going to be on Mars. Oh, dude. It, it's going to be, it's just going to, his value is just going to go so high. It's going to go so high. It's It's crazy. Um, I guess a, here's a question for you. If you would you trade Brees Hall for Kenneth Walker straight up? Absolutely. You would? Okay. Absolutely. I was just curious. Absolutely. Just curious. Yeah. I mean, if, if I'm looking to contend right now, absolutely. Why would I not? Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I know. No, he's going to come back and his AC, ACL injury was clean, but 
I mean, he's coming off an ACL injury. I don't think – I, I feel like over the years, we a lot of people have been saying, oh, ACL injuries should be fine, he'll be back to normal, and it just doesn't seem to be that way as much for, mm-hmm. like, running running backs. I feel like they take a little more time to get themselves in the groove again, and I'm assuming the Giants aren't going to want to overwork Brees Hall right away. They do have a guy like Michael Carter who can run. I mean, Zonovan Knight did a little bit at times this season – I just don't see them like saying, all right, Hall, here's your 20 touches a game or 15 to 18 touches a game right away. Week mm-hmm. one. I feel like he gets warped into it. I think he could just have a similar career as Kenneth Walker. Yeah, no, I agree with you hundred percent. I just bring it up because, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm sitting with Brees Hall, that's not a crazy kind of try and lateral move and get out of, you know, an injured jet. Like it's not a bad idea. I, I was just curious no, no, what no, you guys would do. You guys would all have Walker overhaul. I think so. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah I think so. Absolutely, it's close. I it. Interesting. I think, I'd have to, I think I'd have to do it. Yeah. Again, it's I'll, I'm 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 the opposite way on those two. I just yeah. feel like with the health right now, like if it was even, they're both healthy and whatnot. I think like call was undeniably like electric like until he got hurt like he right. was like 30 points and like he probably had a 50 burger if he didn't get right so, i don't know uh, i'll go for it no I, I don't think it's far off i mean I, I i like both these guys i think they're in my top six overall right now on my dynasty rankings mm-hmm. and i don't think they're far off i think if anything they're one behind each other or something like that i mean i think they're both really really good running backs yeah hall might be a, just a little bit more electric but with his situation currently going right now, I, I'd kind of want Kenneth Walker because I think he can't handle 300 carries. And I don't see any other competition coming in that backfield. I don't think Seattle is going to heavily invest in another running back like that this coming season here. So I think you're going to get a full workload from a guy like Kenneth Walker where Paul, you're not. And we'll see. I mean, both could have both are going to have hopefully have really good careers, but I just have Walker ahead. Yeah, I think you're – I mean – you could make a case for either guy. I was just more curious. I, I just think that's no, a, a fun, a fun off-season topic. No, it's going to be. I think a lot of people are going to ask like, who, who's the running back you want right now. So it's going right. to probably back and forth with a lot of people. Obviously, we're not all on one page here, so I mean, <laughs> it makes sense. So it's, it's <laughs> any way you look at at uh, any podcast. So. But uh, I think we're going to wrap some things up here tonight, guys. This was a, another fantastic episode and a lot of good dynasty buys here right now. And, you know, those, those trades that you can go out there and try in your league right now and see how those work. Uh, Dan, I'll let you start off first by uh, anything you got working on over at Dynasty Nerds or anything else you want to mention. The floor is yours. Yeah. So, like I said, you can find all my work over at Dynasty Nerds. Um, we do have our Dynasty GM, which I know Steve was getting the trades off of. Um, Nerd Herd membership does get you access to the GM. It gets access to the film room. We have, I think at this point, over 60 or 70 prospects from the 2023 class that have at least two or three games of all 22 film. And the film is all cut, so it, it, you can sit in the toilet and watch the player in five minutes, honestly. <laughs> Um, not saying I've done that, but if, if you wanted to, you could. <laughs> um, I'm actually, uh, after this show, I'm jumping onto our Nerd Herd Discord server to do a two-round 2023 rookie mock with um, with landing spots based off a recent uh, mock draft on NFL.com. So we're always doing that sort of stuff this time of year, a lot of rookie mock shows, a lot of rookie analysis shows. Um, I know Steve and myself are working on our draft nerd series where we do full seven round mock drafts for every team in the NFL, all 32 teams. It's it's one of the biggest projects we, we do all year, but it's also one of the most fun because you get to learn tackles, edge defenders, corners. You you learn every position and then you struggle to pronounce most of the names. There's <laughs> there's some doozies out there. <laughs> um Find me on Twitter at Dan T underscore NFL. I'm always on there. Always DMs are open. If you guys want to talk football, want to talk craft beer, I'm always, always down for a conversation. And and once again, thanks so much for having me guys. I, I always enjoy appearing on the show. Whenever Steve messages me with an opening, I say, yes, that's I'm always, <laughs> always make time for the Love fantasy it. coaches. I appreciate oh, man. that. And I appreciate that. Yes. Uh, no, our draft series is going go. I actually had the uh, Patriots, John. Oh, if, if, need some, if you need some help, maybe a first round pick. Franchise down. Careful, careful. Don't. I drafted you guys seven straight tackles, so 
Oh, uh, good. We have good. We need them. Oh, I'll take. I'll take them all. <laughs> uh, and uh, John, my friend, what you got for us? Um, I got no, nothing much. Um, you know, I'm, I am kind of doing the rounds, making my appearances on other shows. So if you see me on, you know, I you bartending the other day. I see. I was bartending for Robbie's Super Bowl show. That was fun. He let me do that. It was fun to do some not football content. Um, yeah. So you know, this summer, if you see me bouncing around on a bunch of shows, just pop in, say hi. Um, I do want to take a second to just kind of um, speak to Dynasty Nerds and like this off-season content that they put out, everything they do to make you a better Dynasty player. It, it's invaluable to me. Of like, these are the people that you wanna. This is the time to jump into Dynasty Nerds. You know, get the pass, do all that stuff, so you have this huge advantage when the season starts. You're way ahead of the game you know all these players you're not scrambling in the fourth round of your rookie draft to be like ah who am i taking like and it's just the the work that they put in is amazing and now is the time to consume it so big shout out to dynasty nerds i've always been a fan of your work and i will always pump it up thank you thank you you're welcome I do some more coaches. Yeah. <laughs> you too, coach. Yeah, you too, Steve. Yeah, you too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have my moments over there, so. <laughs> You're good. You're good, too. And Coach Jibs. No, I'll definitely attest to that. Like Dynasty Nerds, uh, Dynasty Nerds, my GM or whatever it is. Um, You can see, like, how your team is. Like, you can look at if you're actually, like, compared to, like, what they have in their um or statistics if your team's like a baller or you're contending if you're not a pretender and then you can see like trade values and kind of like make you're sure your team's not getting like robbed and whatnot and it, it kind of just helped you go along the way like it's just not just like you just kind of feeling a perceived value at least you have some statistics and some data to back it up so definitely look into that like the subscriptions service is great so i think i need to um hop back on and uh, resubscribe so i'm about to use that promo code what is it dan for luna listeners? Luna, L-U-N-A. Let's name my dog. Luna will get you 15% off. Boom. So there you go, guys. Dynasty Nerd subscription. Use a promo code Luna. Over and out. Or promo code Coach if you guys feel oh. likable. Oh, 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 I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> but either one, it doesn't matter. You go either direction you want as long as you sign up, obviously. Putting Coach Luna and part. you get 30% off. Oh, there's, 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 there's no secret unlock for a bigger discount. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have all the codes to actually get it. So, uh, But, yeah, we use it, obviously, to help you guys, uh, give you guys great fantasy analysis. And, you know, we're going to continue to give you as much fantasy analysis as we can, obviously, here at the Fantasy Coaches. You know, we'll be back next week. I might not be here, but uh, John and Jibs will be uh, holding down the fort for me as I'm away. And we'll be doing Dynasty Cells next week. We'll get into that on some wide receivers and tight ends. And, again, we'll continue to give you guys good fantasy content every Monday and some other times throughout the week when I have time to do another podcast. And we'll be closer and closer to doing a free agency frenzies and fun things like that so um until next time guys thanks for listening and have a good the bag is not far fed we got a couple of clock hands i've been feeling super duper how the heck they know the future come with me don't be a loser grass is green like pooper scoopers clueless analysts don't do the half of this in fact i'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting shh like boom running like zoom the highest and mightiest entered the room high off the knowledge i'm feeling the fumes all players covered it's nuts it's legumes opponents are doomed and these are the facts i keep it 100 like i'm running track Listen up, Jack. I'ma head back. Back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up. Go.